How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal, as always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. A very, very sad Noel Teal. Sad? What? Sad. Football's here. I know football's here. How could you be sad? We are taping this one hour before the start of the NFL football season, and the first game, the most important game of the season, I already lose Kelsey. (laughs) I actually forgot that mm. you that that you always get Kelsey and you have Kelsey in a lot of leagues this year. Yes. Yeah, big and loss. He hasn't loss. missed a game in ten years. Isn't that incredible? Ten, ten years. Years he hasn't and missed a game since day rookie before year. the first game. He hyperextends his knee. Um, smart not to play him on the on the Chiefs side. It's there's no totally. need to risk all that. Um, right. And then they have ten days off before. They play another game, so he'll be definitely fine. the right decision there. But you know, this is going to go off Friday morning. We could see a lot. The Lions, you know, definitely oh, get stop it. Nope. a boost out of nope. you know, no Chris Jones, no Kelsey. I don't know. Usually, we play. You know, when we do our Friday episode again, we will make our yep. NFL predictions for Week One. We'll go over some big college football games for this weekend as well. Um, and usually, what happens is for that Thursday night game, we record the the Thursday. You know, obviously before the game, and we usually yep. just put it out there. And we either sound like absolute, you know, mind readers and we get everything right. Or we just sound really stupid because um, we said the exact opposite of what happened the night before. But because it was the opening week, we already made our predictions. um, And that was on last episode. We both do have the Chiefs. So hopefully they still pull it. I'm sticking with the Chiefs. I'm I'm totally sticking with the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm sticking with them. But like hopefully, you know, they they do still pull it out. By the way, um, you know, you've been a fervent user of tiktok lately yeah and you've been putting posts out of all of our you know predictions and fantasy football predictions and it's been yep. getting a lot of you know uh, a lot of play man people did not like my jamar chase did oh, they? oh you got blown up on jamar chase <laughs> i mean people were calling you the biggest bozo in town for not right. liking jamar chase even though you still put him at your number four receiver for fantasy right. it's not like you wrote him off as as he's trash well, what, what did I say? I said he's the worst of the top. That's all right. I said. I right. said he's the most overrated of the top is actually what mm-hmm. I said. And I got blasted like I didn't know what even football was, and I shouldn't have the, a microphone in front the of me. The TikTok comments are ruthless. If you, make ruthless. One, if you make one take that people don't agree with, you don't know ball, uh, yep. and, and you should be ta- your mi- microphone should be stripped away. It's, it's pretty crazy out there. Did, did you like my response at the end yesterday? Yes, I did. I yeah. did like your I, response. I basically said, "Everybody, shut the f up. Let's discuss this in eight <laughs> weeks, and then exactly. you can, and then you can there's, throw me over the coals." There's no need to be making you know cruel assumptions now. We nope. haven't even started the season now. Haven't played one, Chase, one down. If Jamar Chase goes for two thousand yards, yeah, you're getting blown up by everybody. Oh, and on listen, that. if he goes for two thousand yards, I'll blow myself up. Okay, but you know that's why I said I. You know, people, I put out our Super Bowl predictions. Everyone hated on the Cowboys pick. Um, I, I, I made a new post today. I said, everyone drop your, your predictions. Cause you're putting them down just like we are. Um, and yep. if they're just as wrong as the Cowboys, then, then we're going to be make fun of each other. So that's, that's oh, just how I it works. Here. I didn't see that post. So I'll, I'll look that up after. All right. Okay. So let's get into it. Let's yep. run it. It is time for week one predictions. We made it. We finally got here. So as you know, we will get to NFL first, but there's two college football games. I really want to talk about. Um, yep. As we get into this week, again, another kind of cupcake week, um, except for two games here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start the first with Nebraska, Colorado. That's the one that's taking, you know, this week by storm um, besides yep. the big game 
at night. Nebraska-Colorado, huge for two reasons. Big rivalry. You know, this yep. is a, a definite, definitely a historical rivalry. Um, two teams that are just trending in op- opposite directions, and this line makes zero sense when I look None. at it. None. So this Colorado-Nebraska game is a team that just came off a super high, you know, hot win over TCU. They have two Heisman candidates. Their quarterback looked unmatched. Um, and Travis Hunter on both sides of the ball, we expect to go out and do what he did last week against any team in the country. So yes. they play a Nebraska team, uh, I believe, has lost um, a good 20 out of their last 25 games. Well, 20 of their last 24 by one score is the, is the last. So they lost 20 of their last 24 by less than a touchdown. It's pretty incredible. The, that's why the the line sort of is there. It's it, they wouldn't put it anymore because Nebraska usually ends you know their game in in just disbelief fashion, and then they lose yep. by some you know stupid play. So maybe this you know Vegas is thinking this is another one that Colorado sneaks out here, but yep. I just don't see how Nebraska's offense scoring ten points against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Their offense has been abysmal for two seasons. They still yep. don't have good quarterback play. Um, Jeff Sims is terrible. He's terrible. terrible. He's terrible. Terrible. So you're going to tell me this Colorado team comes off scoring 40 plus against TCU. Uh, They threw for 500 yards. They ran the ball fine as well. Their running back is a great pass catcher. They have Travis Hunter. Um, You're Mm going to tell me if Colorado scores 20 points, half of what they scored last week, that Nebraska's going to you know somehow be with there with them too. I I think this line is a joke. It gets worse. It's at Colorado. The place will the, be packed. That play, I, I would actually pay so much money to be there for this right. this game 100%. because I just would love to experience this atmosphere. Do you know that ESPN Analytics has a fifty nine percent chance that Nebraska wins this game? I don't get. I don't get it. What am Why? I missing? I, but that's what I'm asking. Is you could talk so, about you, you know, uh, you know, rivalry and 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 Big Ten, you know, Big Ten school, but yeah. I don't get it. This team is one of the worst teams in the country the last two, three seasons, and they're not much better this year. I don't get this. I'm fully buying in on the Colorado hype. This shouldn't be close. Do do you know? All right, a couple things. Number one, Jeff Sims is a running back, not a quarterback, right? The guy can't complete 60% of his passes, and he threw three interceptions to Minnesota last week. He had 11 completions for 100 yards, three interceptions. You know, they... He ran, he, he ran for almost 100, but they couldn't run the ball outside of him. So it's like, correct. I, I just there, don't see how even, no if, talent on the team. even if Colorado's defense, you know, d- maybe plays as poor as they did last week. Um, yep. I don't see them allowing, you know, more than 25, you know, even 30 points. I don't know the last time Nebraska scored 30. And even that Colorado's offense should roll on Nebraska. Well, do you know in the last six games, they've only scored over 20 points once? I, I don't get this line. I don't get the over under is 60. So they're expecting a, you know, somewhat 30, 30 game. Like this doesn't make any sense unless nope. there is some type of script that we're just haven't seen yet. I, I don't get this at all. I think Colorado whoops I, them. I think this is the easiest pick in the entire week. Yeah. I would bet any amount of money on Colorado laying the three. Any, I agree. I agree. I, I think it's a easy, a very easy play there. Easy and- money. And I just I expect them to whip them. I expect Shador Sanders to have another great game. Um, but the other really great game that we're looking forward to seven o'clock Saturday, huge yep. game. Um, you know, probably even bigger than the LSU FSU game last UCF week. UCF Boise State, not that one. 
Not that one. We're talking about Alabama-Texas. Ah. Uh, this is a massive game in Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa this year. Um, mm-hmm. We know how Texas had a little bit of a heartbreak last year where they probably should have won they that game. They definitely should have won that game. Definitely yeah. should have won All they had to do game. was tackle Bry- uh, uh, Bryce Young in the backfield yeah. that one play, and he got that way, and, it, and that yeah. was the whole game. So they're, you know, they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder with Quinn Ewers this year. Um, Ewers versus Milrow. I think they're two very similar style playing quarterbacks. I think they're both really good quarterbacks. So this should be yeah. a, a very, you know, enticing ma- matchup for the quarterback position. Um, didn't watch much of Texas Rice. Didn't watch much of Alabama, uh, whoever they played week one, some cupcake school. Tennessee Martin. Tennessee Martin. So, so I'm not exactly familiar with the skill position players. I know McCle- uh, McClellan is still there, the running back mm-hmm. for Alabama. That's the only one I'm familiar with from past years, and he's a very skilled running back. But obviously, the Bijan Robinsons are gone, and and the you yeah. know the star-studded wide receivers from Alabama. You know, we're gonna are gonna there's gonna be a new name that we see in this game. Whoever can step up. So, you 100%. know, lo- looking at this man, Alabama favored by seven. You know, I think this being at home. Is is definitely big. That that crowd is one of the the craziest atm- atmospheres in college football. There's going to be eighty thousand, ninety thousand people there, um, and 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 this just comes down to Quinn out. Quinn Ewers is going to have to play the game of his life to win this sure. game. Um, I think Texas defense is a little shaky, um, but their offense has firepower with Ewers at quarterback, um, and and he's going to have to play out of his mind to win this game. And I really do think he can, but I'm going to stick with with a safe Alabama uh, pick here. I, I actually would take Texas to cover the seven. I think this is a one score game. And I yep. think Alabama, you know, squeaks this out with, you know, maybe a last second field goal or they got to go down, you know, and score to win the game. But Alabama's my pick. I'm a big Milrow fan uh, going into this season. And, and I think that they, uh, they win this game. I, I, I think this Texas team is going to give them all they can handle. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I, I absolutely would take the seven points. I, I think that that is the safer bet. Even though it's in Alabama, this is not the best Alabama team that, is, that, that Nick Saban's ever had. Mostly because the wide receiver core is not that great. I mean, Isaiah Bond's probably their best wide receiver, and he's okay. But this is not uh, Jamison Williams and Devontae Smith and, you know, John Mechie running around. Th- these, yeah. are, th- these are a little bit of a step down. Uh, Milrow is a phenomenal athlete. Again, another great athlete who throws the ball well, but runs the ball better. Yeah. You know, and I just, I really like Quinn Ewers. I, yeah. I think. What's not to like? You know, what's not to like? I like Xavier Worthy. I like the wide receiver core, uh, both champ. I think yeah. they can run the ball. I think the defense is better than people are given, you know, full credit for. I think Sarkeesian's got this team playing really well. I think this is the class of the Big 12. And I think they're going to give Alabama everything they can handle. All right. So I'm you're, taking the points. Oh, but you're not picking Texas. You're going with Alabama. Uh, to win Just the game? Just take it. Just take it. Go against Fine. me. Take Fine. it. I'm going to take Texas to there win the game. There you go. Balls on the floor. I like it. All right. I'm, my balls are on the table, buddy. Oh, on that's the table. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. All right. There we go. So you got mm-hmm. Texas. I got Alabama there. So that's basically our two. Big games in college. We'll look at those on uh, next. Will UCF beat Boise State on the blue? I'm I'm Matt? pretty confident in in UCF. There, it's a tough place to play, especially going yep. across the country. Um, oh, and but it's that stupid blue turf. Right, right. But but these these are the games that if you look at Bo- Boise's not very good. 
team wise. No. They're not very okay. good. They're not they're not on a on on UCF's level in terms of talent. Um, you no. know, as a team. But again, this being at Boise makes for an interesting game. It's We're only just, favored by three and a half. Right. It's 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 definitely the right line because of their record at home. They don't lose very often, and teams do complain that that blue field does cause a difference. So. Yep. This is something where this is a big game for UCF that they need to go out there and maybe not dominate. I'm not expecting a 20-point win over Boise, but winning by double digits and just, you know, imposing that they, that they are a more talented, better team, especially when they right. play on the road. It's just a it's a good test for UCF to go out there and just well, handle business and get back well, home to and up. Well, I think Washington and, and Michael Penix gave us the roadmap of how you just can completely yeah. dominate this team. Right. So I, I think if Plumlee just plays mistake free football, which he didn't last week against, you know, Kent State, which he's definitely he didn't have more. to. He he was he right, was given again. he was given the ability to be like, go for it. If he know, just we're it, fine. Look, if he does what he does, throws the ball short, runs the ball, you know, he's a great runner. Yeah. I think I think they'll be fine. So I'm yep. not I'm not very worried about that. Game. All right. Let's get into the pros, baby. Let's go to NFL. Week one is here. This is how we do it. We get Woo! to pick each game for the week we have them locked in um cannot make any changes for our picks um we will add up our scores every week so we will go with who had the end of the year has the most correct picks and declared the winner for the year Um, and if you want to play with us and make your picks we do it on cbs sports you just go to the pick them part we'll put the link this week on the uh on our uh Instagram. Just, yeah, socials. Yeah, on our socials. But you can pick along with us and see if you right. can beat us. Correct. So it'll it'll be fun for everyone just to pick the games. Um, and then at the end of the year, we'll shout out if it's someone else or it's one of us that wins. I believe last last year you were the winner. So I'm coming for revenge. No, 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 I'm coming for revenge. Dude, you're it's never going to beat me. Never going to beat me. You stick, you stick to the golden voice and let me be the one that knows what he's talking about. Okay. All right. Well, we get to week one. Um, we already made our, our Thursday night pick. We both went with the Chiefs. Um, we yep. also get one lock of the week. So yep. we will go with a lock of the week that we are extra confident with. And we also keep a tally of whose lock of the weeks, you know, how our records are on those. So let's jump right into it. We will go with our first one o'clock game on Sunday. And we will start with Panthers Falcons here. Bryce Young's first game against the new look Falcons, who mm-hmm. some are a little higher on than others. And we've been talking I'm very high on them about the Falcons a lot this season. And I, I look at this game and there's just not a lot to love about the Panthers in this exact game. Bryce Young's yeah. first game. We're not knowing what to expect Could come out a little shaky, um, especially against a, a, a solid Falcons, you know, secondary. Um, and they're also have injuries on that wide receiver core. Adam Thielen is questionable um, for this game. Um, you are just to look at DJ Chark is questionable for this game. They could be looking at a rookie quarterback starting and a rookie wide receiver starting in Jonathan Mingo. So it's not exactly the best recipe for success in this week one. I've talked yep. a lot of crap about the Falcons, but I think in this week one matchup, they get this win. Um, they're going to run the football. You know, Bijan's first game. I, I like having more, you know, more success in this specific game than the Panthers and even though this defense I do think is for real in the Panthers, their, their offense definitely should struggle in this game. It's going to be a low scoring. I like this under. There's a reason it's under 40 points. It's going to be a low scoring match, um, usually how these games are and how the Falcons like to play. So I will take the Falcons uh, to win this one. The, the Falcons are definitely winning this game. 
right? I, I, I'm a very big believer that they will be battling New Orleans for the division title by the end of the year. I think you're going to see, obviously, the emergence of Bijan Robinson. I've been talking about it since April, and now we get to see it, right? But I also think that Drake London and Kyle Pitts are going to have a game this week, right? I just, I don't think that the Carolina defense, I think the front seven is very strong. I don't like the, the secondary. I think that Ritter should be able to throw the ball this week. I like the Atlanta defense a lot more this year than I ever have in the past, probably since Dan Quinn has been there. So I think Bryce Young is going to be on his back at least six, seven times. I would literally, literally nail, nail, nail Atlanta minus three and a half. I I think Atlanta is a good pick for all those reasons. I don't think the sacks are going to be that crazy. I I still think Bryce Young is, is going to, you know, be able to read the field and, and get out of the pocket and, and do whatever it takes to, you know, try to make plays. But, you know, this offense was already limited. We knew that. And now you have injury concerns there. You know, unless Miles Sanders, they're able to Minimally rush the ball out of the four gate. four sacks. Minimally. All right. We'll see if, if the Falcons even can play that good. But we both start with the same pick in the Falcons. Next game, yep. we move to Bengals-Browns. Joe Burrow's playing. Thank God. Yes, he Makes is. Makes me even yes, more confident is. in this pick. I probably would have picked them no matter what because the Browns stink. They Browns don't stink. stink. Uh, don't at stink. home, I don't really care. The Bengals are going to whoop the Browns um, week one. This team, you know, pretty much owns the Browns, and and Burrow being in there healthy with everyone else, with everyone else healthy, wide receiver core, oh, offensive line is looking strong. Uh, Mixon is in there defensively. They don't have any inj- injury designations going into this game. So I really love the situation the Bengals are in. They made it out of camp with nothing. But, you know, Burrow getting healthy, um, they looked good in, the, in the, the preseason. And the Browns come into this game where offensively, I don't have as many question marks as the defense. I, you know, as much as crap as I talk about Deshaun and all that, they're going to run the ball fine with Nick Chubb. I think that was the Bengals, you know, weakest part there was their run defense. And Nick Chubb will have a good game. And But, but I defensively, I think the Browns are just going to, they're going to hold this team back defensively. Um, they can get pressure on Burrow, but again, offensive line is improved. And unless Garrett, you know, and, and, and some of those other guys in the defensive line wreak havoc in that back, I think Burrow's just going to dice the secondary up and you can expect big games from T. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase. And I even love Tyler Boyd as a flex start this week, who I will be starting in one league um, over guys like, you know, Zay Flowers and, uh, you know, uh, Jalen Reed on on. Green Bay, if Dobbs and Christian Watson aren't aren't healthy going in, mm-hmm. uh, I, I will be looking at at Tyler Boyd as a solid flex option. He's averaged ten points per game or ten fantasy points per game the last five seasons, so very solid starter. Mm-hmm. I, I think this team is going. To, I think Burrow's going to start with a nice 300, 350 passing yards, and they're going to roll over the Browns. You know, it's interesting. I mean, we're we're going to talk about it when we talk about New York against the Giants. I mean, again, yeah. Dallas against the Giants. There are some teams that just own other teams. They just, right? yeah. But they do. The Browns own the Bengals. In Joe Burrow's last five games, he's only won one of them, mm. right? I'm I mean, sick. this, yeah, this Browns team owns Joe Burrow. He needs to get out of the shadows and basically show that he's the man. I totally think he will. I think even on the road, he goes out there and he wins, and I would lay the two for sure. I love Irv Smith Jr. in this game. I think that if you look at the linebacker play for Cleveland, I think Irv Smith is definitely going to go for 80 yards and a touchdown. I think he's a definite start this week at tight end. 
I don't know that I would play Tyler Boyd as a flex. I don't think it's the worst option in the world. I think that I would play Zay Flowers over him. Um, but T. Higgins uh, and, and Jamar Chase should should have great games. On the other side, uh, Amari Cooper is a must start. I yeah. I, I think oh, for sure. Go- I think you're going to see him, you know, be wide receiver one. He's he, he very much could get 100 yards in this game. I like him as and and Nick Chubb for sure. I probably wouldn't play anybody else at this point until I see Deshaun Watson, you know, ball out. But yeah. uh, but I, I I don't think that Cleveland's defense is as bad as you're you're you're, you're making them out. Their defensive line is fine, but their secondary is horrific. Unless Denzel yeah. Ward comes back to the guy he was when he got paid, I just don't yeah. I don't like the secondary at all, and I think they're. They are very reliant on their pass rush to, you know, basically get some some uh, some sacks there and, and force havoc in over Burrow and and if yeah. Burrow and th- again this offensive line, this is not the worst offensive line that Burrow had to carry through to the no. Super Bowl. This offensive line is very revamped and good this year. Right. So I have well, faith that they're going to handle business and the- Burrow is going to dice this defense up. So, so the Browns' defense, the secondary is not bad. It's just banged up. I mean, Thornhill came over, but he's banged up. You, you've got Denzel Ward; he's still banged up. You know, so it, it'll see how that is. But they still have Grant Delpit and Greg Newsome. Like, it's not the worst secondary world. I still think that you're Grant you're, you're, you're you're projecting them to be this terrible team. I think Cleveland will be right there all year long. This will be a big tell, you know, to start this season if they can compete yes, with and, and stay up with with Burrow and the Bengals. All right, Agreed. next game, Jags versus the Colts. Talk about teams that have owned other teams. The Jags seem to yep. always get the best of the Colts no matter what. We know about the terrible uh, uh, loss in week in week 18 uh, yep. last year where the Colts missed the playoffs, um, losing to the Jags. And look, the, the Jags simply – you know, have to come out and prove the supporters right in this game against AR and his AR 15 in his first game. Um, you're going to see without Jonathan Taylor, you know, I don't anticipate them running the ball a lot and it's going to be, if they run the ball, it's going to be Anthony Deion Richardson. Jackson. You're going to, or Deion Jackson. Well, look, I mean, Deion Jackson, Deion Jackson had some have, nice games. They have Deion, but without Taylor there, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Anthony Richardson to carry most sure. of his offense, rushing the ball, yes. throwing it, um, and then I'm you're going to see the player I'm down on. Yeah, I'm interested to see Michael Pittman's production in this game. I'm not starting him this week. Mm-hmm. There's no leagues that I have to start him in the one that I do have him on my bench. Um, there's guys like Brandon Cooks I'm starting over him. Uh, Gabe mm-hmm. Davis I'm going to start over him as well um, at, at my uh, in a league that has two flex positions just because I want to wait and see what sure. this offense does. Is it going to be Anthony Richardson running the ball 15 times and, you know, uh, maybe Pittman going for a nice four for 60 in his first game, which isn't bad, but not exactly the boom I want from a not, from not a exactly one wide receiver. receiver one. Yeah, correct. So I like the Jags in this game. They're going to come out and they just can do anything on offense. I think this Colts defense gets wearing, you know, worn down. And even though I am not as low on Anthony Richardson as you, and I think they can run the ball effective still with Dion and him. Uh, I don't anticipate this offense being as nearly as explosive and, and keeping up with a Jaguars offense that's going to get around, you know, 28, 30 points this game. I don't think that they'll get there as well. So I'll lay the five with the Jags to, to it, beat the Colts. If I had a second lock of the week, it would be it. I just have one that's even more easy. But this is a lock, right? Yeah. I mean, the Jaguars are going to win by 20 points. That, that mm. That's I'm telling you right now, this is going to be 35 to 14 by the end of it. Hmm. They're going to destroy them. 
Anthony Richardson is going to show you the fraud that he is. Michael Pittman will be somebody you can't start. Deion Jackson will have 48 yards rushing. Like, this team is going to get clobbered. And Calvin Ridley and Travis Etienne are going to have monster games. Monster. I love Etienne in this game. I think he does have a big game. Both of them will be over 25 points. All right. Big stuff from the Jags. So, moving on. Vikings-Bucks. Um, intriguing matchup to start the year uh, at is home it? for the Vikings. I think it is because, you know, Baker's got something to prove here with this Bucks team that, you know, we think could be maybe really bad. But then there's also, I think, this little part of me in the back of my head that says that they still have players in this roster that could have them in competition this year if, if Baker Mayfield is just, you know, a competent quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the Vikings to win at home. Uh, you know, Cousins, Jefferson there, Hawkinson just got paid. Uh, they're going to do damage over the top, especially yep. against this defense that has lost so many pieces. Um, especially on the back end. <laughs> offensively, I'm not as concerned. I think they can still keep up. Rashad White can run the ball against the Vikings defense that will be bottom five in you know this year in the league. It's pretty terrible. Um, mm-hmm. I don't anticipate their you know front seven getting a lot of pressure. Their back end is is equally as terrible, and you still have to play Mike Evans and Chris God- Godwin. I love a Godwin. In this game, he's going to be the number one target and have the most yep. targets on this team from Baker Mayfield. You could very well see a 12 for 90 in a touchdown game and a really boom week Definitely. for Godwin. Um, and, and I think that this offense can keep up. But again, the Vikings showed last year that in a shootout, they usually are going to win, especially with this mm-hmm. offense that has Kirk Cousins playing the way he did and Jefferson with the addition of Hawkinson and Jordan Addison, who I will be right. starting as well. So there's too many weapons offensively that I do seeing this be a shootout. I love the over on this game, but I believe that the Vikings show that they can outstand those games. And, you know, when they score over 30 points, um, they won a lot of games last year. So I, uh, I I will stay with the Vikings. Yeah. I I mean, first of all, they, they open up at home, right? So I really like Minnesota at home early in the season. I think this is a team that you can look at, has so many weapons. I mean, we don't even talk about KJ Osborne, and KJ Osborne would be yeah. a number two wide receiver on most teams in this league, right? They've got three solid wide receivers. They have a all-world tight end. Ale- Alexander Madison, I truly believe, will be like watching Dalvin Cook on the field, right? I don't think it's going to miss much of a step. And this team is going to score. This is yeah. not the Tampa Bay defense of three, two and three years ago. They've lost yeah. too many guys up front. They don't have the endomic and Sues and the, you know, uh, what should we call it? Um, JPPs in the world yeah. anymore, right? Nope. Their linebacker core is getting a little bit up there in age. They're not the same, you know, players that they were. And their back end has been stripped, you know? I think that, that Kirk Cousins could have a field day. The one player that besides Godwin that I love on Tampa Bay is Kate Otten. I think this is a, a – I think in these early games, until Baker finds either some confidence – or some play that we're not expecting. I see him dumping a lot of balls to Chris Godwin for five yards and see what he could do with it, or Kate Otten for six, seven yards on a little, you know, kind of, uh, hey, oh, thank God my big tight end is wide open. Right. I, I, I wouldn't play, not that I wouldn't play Mike Evans. Obviously, you have to play him if you're in like a flex league or things like that. But if you're in a two wide receiver league with no flex or you're in a, a flex option and you have better, you have some really good wide receivers on your thing, you can afford to sit Mike Evans. Like, I, I just, yeah. 
I'm really down on him. I just I don't think he's there, going to be the player been, that he was. He's, he, there's injury concern from camp. Um, mm-hmm. There is also trade rumors that have been swirling. He's going to remain there from now. But I think he wants out. I think this team is ready to move on from him. And you could see this very slow start to the year for Evans, like you're saying. And again, if you have better options out there on a, on a you know wide receiver heavy team, you might look yeah. to sit him. It, it, there's certain scenarios and, where I could agree with you. And in two of my knockout pools, I'm in two very large knockout pools for like 80, 100 grand. One of my picks this week is Minnesota. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good pick there. All right, mm-hmm. let's keep it going. Saints-Titans um, here, the New Look Saints look to get off a, a good start this season. Um, it's going to be a good matchup. Very mm-hmm. good starting game for both teams to see, you know, if either team is for real because we both believe the Titans should be better than a lot of people are talking them about. Yep. It's going to be... Derrick Henry being on the field versus Alvin Kamara not being on the field, which I think is a big storyline. The Titans are going to run this football and it's not going to be much of a secret. So this, you know, this is going to be the the situation with the Titans is always, can we, can we run the ball? Can we dictate the clock, you know, and can we play our, our defense that usually ends up, you know, giving up less than 20 points. And that's their formula for winning. It's been their formula for a couple of years now. And, They've usually succeeded with it for a lot of games, especially against good teams like the Saints. But the Saints, on the other hand, have a really strong defense where they're going to expect the run and do their best to stop Derrick Henry. And offensively, I think you're going to see a team that until Kamara comes back, and even when he comes back, is going to air the ball out this year. They got Derek Carr, Alave, and I anticipate Michael Thomas being back Mm -hmm. in this mix. A lot of people are saying you can't start Michael Thomas this week, you know, in, in fantasy. I think you can. Again, mm-hmm. if you're if you went running back heavy and Michael Thomas is sitting on your bench and you know your flex are are, are sitting there and it's you know maybe some guys that that you're you're iffy on De- the Deontay Johnsons of the world and you know mm-hmm. you have Brandon Cooks there. Like I I think Michael Thomas is in that mix to say he could get back on track, catch a touchdown, and go six for I, sixty this week and be a fine yep. flex option. I don't think you have to wait. He's he's healthy. And he's going to be a prominent part of this offense, you know, whether yeah. people think he, he completely fell off or not. So I, I, I am taking the Saints, but it's not an entirely confident pick. I think this is going to be a great game, um, but I do like the quarterback play and the quarterback difference of having Carr over relying on Tannehill to do something if they're sure. not able to run the football effectively. And if that goes south, then the Saints should, should handle this game. I, I'll be totally honest with you. I, I actually flip-flopped this pick four times. You know, wow. I'm going to go with New Orleans uh, because I think there's a little bit more talent on the team. And like you said, I do believe in Derek Carr, and I think he's going to get off to a good start. But this this defense is very underrated on Tennessee, right? I love Jeffrey Simons, and I love De- uh, Danico Autry and, and Harold Landry if he's healthy. And then I love the secondary, right? I mean, getting Sean Mur- uh, Murphy bunting from Tampa Bay with Kevin Byard and Christian Fulton and Amani Hooker. Like, like I think that they're going to do a pretty decent job, right? And then don't forget that they got uh, Aziz Al-Shahir from San Fran, right? So, yeah. like, this is a defense, I think, that's going to play some havoc. I yeah. actually am going a little bit of a different route. I think you got to pound and start Jamal Williams this week. Like, mm. I still think that that's a tremendous option at running back. A guy that, you know, scored 17 touchdowns last year and always finds the end zone. Right. I mean, if they're in the side, the five yard line, he's getting the ball and he's going to punch it in. So before I start Michael Thomas, I'm starting Jamal, you know, and I'm starting Jawan Johnson. I, I get the more I watch this kid, 
the more I really like them at tight end. You know, so I think those are two sleepers that I would really be looking at. I mean, certainly you're going to play a lobby. That's not even a question, right. you know, and you're certainly you're going to play Derek Carr. But on the Tennessee side, you know, and obviously you're going to play Derek Henry. But, you know, I've started to, uh, you know, pray for Derek Henry to, to maybe turn an ankle because I just want to see Tajay Spears. Terrible. He's on my bench. Bad Let's go. Juju. Bad juju. <laughs> Do not get Derek Henry hurt. He's still my offensive player of the year. Um, I like DeAndre Hopkins too. You ha- yeah, he's a must start, you know, just to see if this he's guy probably will turn one thing. He's the one guy I most, I'm most curious to see how it works out. I'm, I am too, game. but I, I'm just, it's DeAndre Hopkins. I think it, it does work out and he has, yep. you know, he, he demands most of these targets. Um, so I'll stay with the saints too. All right. Okay. Moving on 49ers Steelers, probably my most intriguing Great matchup Great of, of the of, of week one. I think this is a fantastic game. There's a reason this line is very close here. Pittsburgh at home, yeah. but they're underdogs um, against a 49er team that was looking, you know, less put together a couple of days ago. And now you see Nick Bosa sign a massive Peace. extension, the highest paid player in, you know, defensive player in NFL history. Can we just Mike, talk about that for a second? Yeah. What yeah. did you My, think it was an overpay? No, I mean, how could it be an overpay? You're. You're thirty-four hey, the, million dollars a year. He's a defensive player of the year. Now you want to talk about he's a player, was he the but, was it an overpay for the 49ers because they're screwed now because they have no cap space and they have the highest paid running back and one of the highest paid receivers and more defensive linemen, highest paid linebacker. Like, well, they're able to yeah. do this because they're on Brock Purdy's ridiculously right. low. Well, once they realize Brock Purdy's not good enough to get them to a Super Bowl, they're screwed because they're not going to be able yes. to afford a better a quarterback. quarterback. But yeah. speaking on, is it an overpay for Nick Bosa? No, it's completely not. The same reason so, when Micah Parsons gets $35 million a year, it's not going to be an overpay because he's so, the greatest player on earth. Like, but it's not an overpay. Okay. I, here's where I'm thinking it's an overpay, right? I, I agree with you. He's, he's just phenomenal. I mean, he's just one of the greatest people to watch play football. But you have 90% uh, or 98% of the defensive ends in this league making 25 million or less. And you have one guy, Miles Garrett making 32 and you end up going to 35. Like it's just to me, like, you know, or 31 to 34, whatever it is, it's like 3 million more. Like it was to the, me, it, yeah, it, like it was you, the, you pay 122 million guaranteed. Couldn't you pay him $28 million a year and get him 122 guaranteed? Uh, he, he had and, all the leverage in the world. He's, he's, he's the, you know, he's the reigning defensive player of the year. And if he, if he, chose not to you know settle for less they you know they're sitting there without their best player on defense so it was kind of like they had to pay him or they go into this game and start their season which they're hopeful of trying to compete for a super bowl without their best player on defense it just wasn't an option for them but anyway back to this game uh what a matchup this is i'm very confident in this pick that the steelers are going to win this game um (laughs) i love this matchup for the Your Steelers, the 49ers, for the 49ers go into this game with injuries on defense. Um, Tayshawn Gibson questionable for this game. Their number one corner, Traverius Ward, questionable for this mm-hmm. game. And I already think that's a weak or their weakest part of their defense. And you're lining up against Kenny Pickett, who we're very high on that just has to play better in this game. Because I think that the Steelers defense is very comparable um, to the 49ers. Their front seven matches up against everyone else and Cameron Hayward and your guy, TJ Watt who you believe is the best defensive end in the league because we went over mm-hmm. this, is going to wreak havoc on yes. a, an offensive line that has Trent Williams but not anyone else on the other side. So I believe they'll put T.J. Watt on the other side. He's going to have a field day there. Purdy comes in off elbow surgery, you know, not riding the high of his of his starts 
uh, at the end of last season. Like, I just believe everything for Pittsburgh is going right into this game. And this and the 49ers have a lot to prove, especially with George Kittle right now. As we're reading around, it says questionable, but we've been down this road with Kittle. I think he's doubtful for this game. He's don't had I don't want it. I don't want it. I have Kittle in every league. In every league. Dude, as much no, as I have the point, I have Kittle in every league. I have him in one of our leagues, and I have to play him in front of I have to play him because Kelsey's out. Like if I lose both of them, I'm screwed. <laughs> but here's the thing is 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 Kittle has been down this road before where he's had the groin injury, the hamstring injury, and they say he's questionable. And he usually doesn't play. And this happened the start of last year where he was questionable for week one. He ended up not even playing the first three weeks of the season. So I am going to go out on a limb. I hope he plays. If he does without any snap count or, you know, he's he's close to 100%, I'm going to start him and you should too. But if he goes in this game with something like that or he's out, like I think that's a yeah. huge loss for the 49ers, especially yeah. against a defense that you need someone like that um for for Purdy to, to get back into rhythm and things so he practiced I'm taking, today so I'm, I'm going uh, with that I'm taking the Steelers in this game Purdy uh, uh, Kenny Pickett just has to outperform Purdy I think he has a, a, a successful game that defense I'm confident in as well to keep up with the Niners and a huge x factor is can Najee Harris prove me wrong can he prove me wrong in my doubts to be able to establish a a running game for this team that's that's the only thing I think that's holding this team back from being competitive in the AFC is their ability to run the ball with this offensive line. If Najee yep. is back to you know rookie year Najee and and he you know starts averaging four yards a carry again, you could definitely see the Steelers go on a run to start this season and and be much sure. better than anticipated. So I'm gonna have them starting out with a win. It's a great it's a great matchup. You could go either way. I'm gonna go with San Fran. I still believe they're the better team. But I have my concerns. You, you, you've listed a few of them. I'm, I'm concerned to see Brock Purdy come out and, and be, you know, Brock Purdy the way he was in, before he got injured. I'm con you're right. I'm concerned about Kittle. I'm concerned about, you know, Bosa not practicing the last five weeks or whatever it is. Like, there's definitely general concern. And I do think Pittsburgh is better than we probably gave him credit for early on. I mean, we, I think George Pickens can be a superstar. I think Pat Fryermuth is an excellent tight end. Right. I'm not as high on Deontay Johnson, but I love Najee Harris. I think he's a, I picked him 10th in, the, in our rankings. Yeah, I, I, I Pittsburgh could win this game at home for sure. Mm -hmm. I just I until I see Pittsburgh put it all together against a quality opponent, I'll take the quality opponent that's playing. All right. So you go with the 49ers. That's our first disagreement on the on the board. Is that is our it? first our first disagreement pick? I think it is. So I think it is. That too. is. Uh, I like Hallelujah. that. We'll, we'll be on the lookout for Steelers 49ers this week um, for our, for our you know, deciphering picks there. We move on yep. to two of the more cupcake games of the week where I will not be doing any blasphemous upset picks week one. Um, Commanders Cardinals. Joshua Dobbs is starting for the Cardinals, and it might be a very easy pick to go Commanders, even with Sam Howell and, and you know, him basically making his first real start besides that week, you know, last week fiasco there. Like, I just think this team has more talent all the way around and their defense should be able to stop Dobbs. And I'm just not yes. anticipating the, the Cardinals doing much. So, so I am going to make this my lock of the week at minus mm. seven. Oh. I, okay. I, I also have them in my other uh, knockout pool. I think this is a no brainer. I think yeah. Arizona is, I, we said this countless times is the worst team in the league. Adding Dobbs as your quarterback just it makes it even more pathetic. Sam Howell is going to do just fine. 
You give him Jahan Dotson, McLaurin's back. McLaurin's going to play, yeah. Yep. And and Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas. You know, you, you're, you've got plenty of weapons. He's going to yep. be able to throw the ball for three, 300 yards against Arizona. Sam Howell could be a fun play this week. Like, I'm yeah. very much considering Sam Howell in a couple of my DraftKings leagues mm-hmm. because of, you know, what his, uh, his value is. Yeah. I think you could get a lot of value out of him this weekend. All right. So we go both go there and then I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Sam Howell and Jahan Dotson have huge games. Right. Ravens Texans is another one. The Texans with a like the worst draw of a week one with a rookie quarterback and a revamped team that we would love to watch and see you know what CJ Stroud could do, but against the Ravens, like they have no shot this week. No, against this new ramp revamped Ravens with Lamar back healthy, like Lamar should be your play this week if you're talking about DraftKings. I mean, I think but he could to finish that degree. The why are you one. not playing Zay Flowers over uh, uh, whatever you said before, uh, Michael be, Thomas? Because this this team might run for 300 yards on the Texans oh, this it. week. I stop love it. J.K. Dobbins, especially off the injury report and Lamar this week. To they could run the ball 35 times and win this game by 20 points. They're going to run, run, run over one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. Um, yeah, you could still play flowers there, but I, I just, I was just saying like, if you're in that scenario, you know, you definitely should consider, you know, guys like Michael Thomas there and, you know, cooks and, and Gabe Davis, but you know, th- this team is going to run down the, the Texans throat and their offense is not nearly as good enough to, to keep up. You know, I would love to see CJ Stroud come out and play good his first mm-hmm. game, but even if he does, this team's still going to lose. No, Baltimore's winning this game easily. But yeah. the two things I would definitely say is when, when we talk about what we got right on Monday or Tuesday, uh, the one thing we're going to get right is Dave Flowers will get his first touchdown in the NFL this week. Right. Number one. Uh, Number two uh-huh. is on the other side. I think the only play that you can play and feel confident about on Houston is Damian Pierce. Yeah. I think he's, definitely I think he's to start a definite start. Yes, I think they're going to give him the ball 35 times. Right. So. I like Pierce there, but I'm not really thrilled about even starting Nico Collins or anyone no, like that. Not, on, this, on the not this week. Not this week. Nope. Another intriguing matchup as we get into the four o'clock games, Packers-Bears, uh, where the Bears are favored by one. Huge game. Like we, like we previewed on last episode, we just kind of talked about how this is, this is the, the, the changing of, of kind of history here between mm-hmm. the most feared you know, rivalry in all of football between Wait, you know, something that goes back. changing? Who says it's hundred years? Like, I own this you. Is, I own you. This is a change. team that has been owned by the Packers for damn near a decade now by Aaron Rodgers, but he's gone. He's and Jordan gone. Love comes in, and it's now Love or Fields for the taking. And I know who you're picking, and I know who I'm picking, and they're and both be very the different. And Justin <laughs> Fields is going to lead the Bears you're- to the new era. Of them dominating the crappy Packers, and they're going to win this game at home. This this stadium is going to be jumping. The Bears fans are going to be booing the Packers, and I like Fields to you know get in the rhythm with more Herbert and this com- now completed offense with a revamped defense. I'm not expecting them to be perfect defensively. I'm not very even expecting them to be you know above average. But if they can do you know if they can be bend boat break, force field goals you know, do their best to stop the run, even though I love Aaron Jones as a play yep. for the Packers this week. But you have to look at 
Christian Watson dealing with hamstrings injuries, Romeo Dobbs dealing with hamstring injuries. If those two that's guys, that's a little concerning. It's a little concerning. If those two guys go into the injury, you know, rep, in, into the weekend with an injury report and they're not 100% or one is out there, I love Jalen Reed. Um, he's on mm-hmm. my bench in a lot of leagues. He's he's a rookie there that has had a really good connection with uh, Love in the offseason. Yep. And I like him as a flex play possibly too with, with the Bears secondary that's, again, still not great. So this could end up – I like the over on this game. This could end up being a shootout. I know the offenses aren't you know, completely prolific, but I think the defenses may not know what to expect off of two very new-look teams. It's, and, it's so funny you say that. I love the over. Yeah, I think, these, the I over. think these two teams go back and forth, and it should be a good one. But Fields, you know, I'm expecting him to be around the 200 yards passing, getting it to DJ yep. Moore and Cole Komet. And then uh, also approaching the the hundred yards rushing as he did a lot last season. So we are going to disagree, but that's okay because basically ESPN has this as a fifty one forty nine. It is a fifty fifty game. Right. Should be right. great. So 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 take a coin and flip it here. Look, I, I I I have this vision. Jordan Love fourth quarter, right naked bootleg runs it into the end zone to win the game, and he looks up at the stands and he goes. I own you. I own you. And just be like, that would be the, the icing on the cake. It's still own your little asses. Yep. Listen, your roommate's going to be very happy you pick Chicago. I'm staying with Green Bay. I have Green Bay, you know, making the playoffs. It starts with winning a game like this. You can't lose against the Bears. All right. But I do love, you know, there, there's a couple of guys that I love in this game. Khalil Herbert is a must start. Like, that's a guy that I would definitely be starting and look for him on DraftKings. The other guy... Could be a nice, interesting flyer. I'm interested to see Luke Musgrave, the tight end, the rookie tight end yep. from Oregon State uh, on Green Bay. Because, again, guys like their yeah. tight ends in their first games, yep. especially if Dobbs and uh, and Christian Watson yeah, are a little better. Definitely. Up. Definitely would look to that if, if they are banged up. Yep. All right. Moving on, Broncos Raiders. To me, another easy pick um, because I easy do believe pick? the Raiders are going easy to be the pick. worst team um, in the NFL this year, I I hate this roster. I think that their defense is horrific, and Jimmy G suits up as quarterback. And I do think Russell Wilson is going to get off to a better start this season. Again, this this pick would have been easier if Jerry Judy was playing. I don't. Sure. I think he's a little bit doubtful, and you know it says questionable, but he's he he's play. been banged up. I don't think he's going to play um, there. They have injury concerns with Javante Williams not having a full workload, so. This is going to be a lot on Russell Wilson comes out and plays like he did last year. This team is, you know, definitely in in favorable to lose, especially to a bad Raiders team. But, you Mm -hmm. know, if they can just come in here, Corlin Sutton, you know, takes over for Judy for these, you know, first couple weeks he's out. um, And Russell Wilson, again, plays mistake free football. They have Samaj P. Ryan there who we've talked about as a good backup. If Javante Williams needs to split time, I just believe this Raiders team is going to do everything wrong this year, make mistakes, um, and the Broncos should win at home and, and start and have a much better start to the season than last year. I, I'm i picking Denver too, but I'm not like any bit confident at all. Like, I don't think the, I don't think the, again, do I think the Raiders are making the playoffs? Do I think the Raiders are going to win eight games? No, but I don't think Denver is that much better anyway, either. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry, I don't believe in the resurgence of, of uh, Russell Wilson only because Sean Payton's there. I, I still think Russell Wilson's best years are behind him, right? And again, without Jerry Judy, who I don't think is going to play, Cortland Sutton and, you know, no Tim Patrick, I, there, there's, there's concerns here. They shipped out Albert O, 
right? Because they believe in Greg Dulcich, who we, we're not that, you know, high on. But, like, Javante Williams call, coming off ACL just scares the crap out of me. Like, I don't – I just their, – their defense is good, but it's not as good as it's been in the past. Like, I just – I need to see this Denver team show me that they are a team that is going to improve under Peyton. So I'm a little bit – a little bit worried. I think Josh Jacobs has a field day against this team. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- there's no reason not to play Josh Jacobs. There's no reason not to play Devontae, no, no, no. Uh, you know, Adams. No, you still play right? your I mean, guys. Yeah. I mean, th- these are still guys that, that are going to get the ball. So I think this is a close game. I, I, I pretty much have Denver winning by a field goal. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly, if you were giving me a choice with the points at three and a half, I'd probably take the Raiders. Right. But if you're just taking me straight out win, I'll take Denver. Yep. And you have to start Colin Sutton this week against this terrible Raiders secondary. He's going to be the number one wide receiver. Yes, so. you have to. Somebody's I anticipate, got, have, yeah. Wilson's got to throw I anticipate him playing, you know, playing well um, yeah. and having a good game. Uh, moving on, Eagles-Patriots. Interesting game here. The spread is very interesting. It's at New England, which we know they play historically good at home, but I think Tom Brady carries a lot of those numbers, <laughs> um, and Mac Jones not so much. Uh, it's four for the Eagles here. And you're going to see Brady there. There's rumors of like a jersey retirement, something with Brady. I don't know. Could that could that put the vibes out there for the Patriots? You know, possibly there. I actually like the plus four because I'm getting the vibes that this is going to be a close game. Defensively, the Patriots are solid and they run the ball with, you know, uh, Ramadre. And we could see some Zeke action. Zeke. Uh, they, they could keep this low scoring and keep it close. But I'm going to take the Eagles to win. But again, on the road in New England, it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, so please, what's New interesting? England, come on, let's go. Oh, that would be great. Oh. But what's going to be interesting to see is the Eagles' offense. We know is going to be good. I am terrified of the AJ Brown Devonte Smith duo once again, and hurts you know improving throwing. But what is that running back room going to look like? I know they mm-hmm. were fine with running back by committee last year, but again, losing Miles Sanders and now relying on strictly running back by committee, which is going to be, you know, Rashad Penny who's always banged up and, you yep. know, gain well back there. And, uh, and DeAndre Swift, like how is that going to look compared to previous years where they've gotten away if, with it because of their offensive if, line? If you had to play curious. one of that, if you had to play one of those three, who's your, who's the guy you play? I would play, uh, I'd play Penny because I think it's you the would? safest I, I would play, pick. I would play Gainwell. Because he might not be out there as much, but he's going to get the, the he's going to get the touches. Yeah, he, he always in the does red zone. get like the red zone touches there. I, I honestly, yeah. I'm not playing any of them if I had no, to, but I think Penny would be the guy that gets bulk of the carries. But again, Jalen Hurts is going to take you know half those away, and right. and that. So that's going to be interesting. But I'm still taking the Eagles to to win. Yeah, I'm still taking the Eagles too. Um, I, I I just don't think New England's got it all together. You know, I mean, we can pray. Mac Jones, we can hope Mac Jones, Mac Jones has got to step his game up. You know, yeah. I mean, we, he has not been good since like week seven of his fr- of his rookie year, you know, so <laughs> Seriously. I mean, Juju is still to me, you know, could be a great pick. However, he's a little banged up, right? Devontae Parker's a little banged up. I, I just this is going to be Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke running the ball a lot. I, I just I don't I don't know week one I would play any wide receiver on the New England Patriots. No, just don't. Especially no. Juju. Please don't start Juju. No. All right. Moving on. Dolphins Chargers. Another great matchup. Herbert Tua. Uh, the Again, draft changed day. my mind on this twice. 
Me too. Me too. I did draft day. You know, uh, uh, you know, big two two QBs that will always be tied together because of of their draft yeah. day, and now we get to see them play two prolific offenses and two defenses, very similar teams. They're my yeah, my right. last wild card in the AFC. You're they're your you know the Chargers are your last wild card in the AFC. Like two similar teams, prolific offenses, good quarterback play. You know, don't run the ball that often, but obviously, you know they have you know, the the Chargers have Eckler there to to elevate you know their offense even more. Uh, but Waddle and, and Tyreek are on the other side, mm-hmm. and and they have Mostert there, but mm-hmm. both defenses have question marks here. And I looked at this and said both teams are going to put up points. Tua is mm-hmm. is at least healthy for game one. Uh, the, the, the Dolphins don't have a linebacker answer for Eckler and the nope. Chargers sure don't have a cornerback answer for Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. So nope. this is going to be a shootout, man. If you're talking about a game that you slam the over, I don't even think that you think about this one and you just slam it. I mean, this is going to be in the thirties back and forth. Um, and I don't know. I just, I, again, I switched it like you did. I went back and forth, looked at, you know, these, these two teams and, I'm rolling with the Dolphins on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yep. it's it's a long long travel, uh, but but I don't know. I just feel like this team was clicking so well last year with two in there, I and mean, I think people are forgetting how well they were playing. Their defense yeah. has improved. Their defensive line should apply more pressure to help. You know, their secondary with Jalen Ramsey out, and and again, Tyree Killen Waddle are just unstoppable, especially against a mediocre defense like the Chargers. And I'm going mm-hmm. to take the Dolphins in a really close game, but I'm going to take them to win. Yeah, no, I I have Miami too. You know, I I finally settled on Miami, even though I think you know down at the end of the season, you know, the Chargers might be a little bit ahead of them. I I based that on whether Tua could be healthy for 18 games, but Tua is healthy in Week One. Tyreek Hill, I spent every dime I had to get him on my fantasy football auction for a reason. I think the, he's just going to go off. Right, so between Mostert, Hill, uh, Waddle, you could even play Smythe at tight end in a lot of like fantasy DraftKings fantasy leagues. On the other side, you've you could play Quentin Johnson, you could play Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, I mean Austin Eckler. You know, you can even play Gerald Everett. I think the points from the offenses are going to be handed out. Right, the killer of this game is the over unders fifty one. When you said hammer the over, I think it, it might be the other lock of my week. Yeah, I mean, you're, it there, should there, be. there is no doubt in my mind this game's going over 51. Yeah. You, you're absolutely right. This game's going to be 35 to 31. Yep. Like this, this game could get up to like 68, 70 points. I yep. can't wait. I think yep. this is much, much, or what is it? Uh, must see TV. Must see TV. Yeah, it must should be TV. a great game as well. Moving on, we'll keep it going. We finally get to my lock of the week, which I oh, think hallelujah. is the easiest lock of the week. Seahawks versus Rams. How, how are the Seahawks going to lose this game? How is this game going to be close? No Cooper Cup for no Cooper the Cup. Rams. Um, they, they have nothing outside of him on offense. Stafford has been open about his struggles with younger guys on this team. And all it is on this team is younger guys besides Cooper Cup. He's going to struggle out there. Um, you know, especially with an, an older offensive line, and, and there's just nothing to like outside a cup on this offense. Um, mm-hmm. And defensively, you know, Jackson's put the Jigba's in. The three-headed yes, monster is, is yes, playing week is. one. Kenneth Walker is playing week one. Geno Smith is ready to roll. I just don't see the combination of poor offense with cup out 
The defense is looking horrific besides Aaron, unless Aaron Donald is a one-man wrecking crew and and just wins this game by himself. The Seahawks yep. should pass all over this team. Um, I see it being evenly distributed around the field to the guys, you know, like Metcalf and, and even Lockett should, it has to be a mm-hmm. start in fantasy. And Najigba is definitely a flex option as well since he's in. They're going to, yep. I, I see Geno throwing for 300, 350 yards. I think that they blow this team out. I think five and a half is a joke at the spread yep. and they're going to win by, I honestly think 14, 15 points, if not more at home. Yeah, I, 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 I think this I, is I'm a in, one-sided matchup. I'm in totally agreeing with you. I mean, I, where do they go now? Is it is it Van Jefferson and Van Ben Jefferson, They'd ha- they have uh, to run the ball with with Acres, and he's going to have to be as good as he was the last week. And I think Acres should be a start. The Seahawks were weak against the run last you know last year, and they're much better as a passing defense team. They play a lot of zones, so you have to play Acres as your RB two. I don't think that's a question, but. I'm not playing Van Jefferson. I'm not playing no. Ben Skoranek. Maybe you play no. Higby, but I think there's better yeah. tight end options out there as well. Totally agree. However, my prediction, Cam Akers scores over 20 points week one. Yeah, I Fantasy definitely could see that. But there, he's going to be the only one that scores points for this, for this offense. That's so, right. He's on my team. He's on both my teams. I'm good. All right. There we I, go, I agree. Seattle. I, I, my only concern is, do I play Jackson Smith in the Jigba over Zay Flowers as my flex? No, I don't think you can do that. I don't think I can do that. But there are scenarios out there. Um, my Personally, mine was Marquise Brown or Jackson Smith the Jigba. That you that definitely could play. That one Jackson I'm thinking Smith. about, and I really do yeah. think I'm going to play Najigba. Um, but I'm yeah. going to think about that one over the weekend a little more. Again. That's more of one you think about. But you play Zay yes. Flowers over Najigba. No yeah, doubt. I agree. All right, moving forward, we have our Sunday night. Sunday night. Cowboys Giants where uh the the father will play the son um in the Cowboys playing the Giants a team yes. that Dak Prescott has owned throughout his career I believe ten it is 10 and 0 and 0 it is 10 and 0 he's never yes. lost to the Giants um he nope. won't lose to the Giants week 1 um I, I I believe that Dak Prescott no matter who the Giants had brought in no matter who their defensive coordinator is, no matter what they improve defensively, offensively, he has just dominated this team. He reads mm-hmm. the defense perfectly every time. I think the Cowboys are very prepared when they play the Giants because they're so used to playing this team. And the formula remains the same defensively. You shut down Saquon Barkley. You put the pressure on Daniel Jones. You're going to win a lot of games versus yep. this team. It's not an easy task. Saquon Barkley had a really good yep. game. Um, in that last matchup against the you know the Giants Cowboys, I believe it was Monday night last year, mm-hmm. but the Cowboys still prevailed and won that game. Um, this Cowboys defense is going to be ready to roll. I think the offensive line for the Giants is you know even Andrew Thomas has historically not been good against Parsons in the past. I mean, yep. who is good against Parsons? So I'm not really you know I'm not looking at that matchup as as much of one that. That I'm that I'm nervous about of the defensive line not being a presence. They're going to get to the backfield, and Daniel Jones. You know, I'm anticipating him turning the ball over once or twice. This yeah. game gets decided on, you know, the line of scrimmage um, for yeah. both teams. This defensive line for the Giants is no joke either. With you know, with oh, Dexter Lawrence good. there, um, and and some of their other Kayvon, you know, Thibodeau. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau should have a very very good second year. The the Cowboys offensive line is not looking great. Through this first week of practice, you got Tyron Smith with a bum ankle, Tyler Smith Tyler with a, Smith with a hamstring injury. Like this is not great. 
you know, Ty, Ty, mm-hmm. the Terrence Steele comes off an ACL tear last year. Like, this is something that has bugged the Cowboys for so many years is their offensive line health. So, if again, those guys are going to play, but one turn angle for Tyron, and you got to put a, you know, a Dogo <laughs> who's the backup tackle in there, like, the whole season goes to shit. So, this yeah. is a big game for them to stay healthy. And, and, and as long as, as they are in there and, and give Dak protection, um, Dak will be able to read this, you know, uh, th- this blitz, heavy blitz defense because he's, he's been historically one of the best QBs in the league yep. at reading the blitz and pre-snap and all that. So I'm not concerned about that. Um, so th- this should be a Cowboys game that they just do what they've done against the Giants. You know, I, the, the, Dak Prescott's going to air the football out and the defense causes some turnovers. They should win this game. I would lay the three. Yeah, I'm definitely laying the three. You know, I think that you're absolutely right. You shut down Saquon Barkley and you put it in Daniel Jones' hand to beat you. If he's going to beat you with Wandale Robinson, Isaiah Huggins, and, you know, Daniel Bellinger, then that's what it's going to be. And with Trayvon Diggs and and Stephon Gilmore, you know, making his debut on those side, those are, they they have played much better corners who they've shut down. I anticipate them, you know, and don't forget the Rob Land is in the slot. Is, right. is they're going to play man in this game. Order. They're not. They're not scared of anyone taking them over the top. I understand Waller's <laughs> there, but the safety trio for Dallas—they've gone very deep at safety this year. I think very. should improve on their struggles in the past against tight ends. So yeah. I'm not entirely concerned about that. There, there should be a double team on Waller every time. And then mm-hmm. you know, if they are as good as they were against the run, um, they should be able to limit Saquon as good as you can limit Saquon and right. put it in Daniel Jones's hand. I think where I'm most confident, and again, you're absolutely right, the offensive line is going to dictate all this, is just the, this is the most weapons that Dak has had right. in a very long time. And that's, and that's why I say you play Brandon Cooks. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Gallup is, is probably under Brandon Cooks, but I mean, in deeper leagues, you know, if you look at a flex, I don't know, he might not be the worst. I definitely would anticipate yep. a, you know, a touchdown probably leading his, his flex value there, uh, especially because he's a red zone threat. Um, but Cooks yep. is a start, and you know with CD there and Pollard, you know those guys are going to have big games. CD Lamb has owned the Giants, and I don't think they have a corner yep. that can stay with them. This team's going to throw the ball. Yep. No, absolutely. And Dak's a must start this week. I mean, yeah. if, if you were even contemplating in you know in a one you know QB league, you're insane. Uh, he has a uh, in the ten games I believe it was that he has twenty three touchdown passes. Uh, seven interceptions, 3,000 yards or 3,200 yards in those 10 games. Like he averages 320 yards and like two and a half touchdowns a game. You would definitely right. start him this week. Yeah. Dominates the Giants and he should do it yep. once again. So 11 and 0. I'm anticipating it. Should be a fun one on Sunday night. And we get to another much anticipated game for my AFC team, your <laughs> AFC team as well, in Bills Jets on Monday night. And it's yes. not going to be a surprise who I'm picking here. I think this is going to be a great game. It's going to be a hell of a test for week yep. one. But I'm rolling with my Jets, man. I think this is a start to a special season here. I, uh, I'm i just anticipating the Jets doing something special this year, and it's going to start in week one. Um, they're at home. Uh, that stadium is going to be jumping. Aaron Rodgers feeds off of ener- good energy, and I just think mm-hmm. he goes out there and balls is it going to be easy by no means the bills are going to show up for this game i think josh allen you know is going to show up for this game and mm-hmm. both defenses that are really good um both good defensive lines the jets defensive line is uh, here's what the jets are gonna do they're gonna shut down this run i don't like james cook 
uh, in not this today. game. No, not this week. Start. No, not this <laughs> week. I like him in other weeks. I think they're going to try to get yeah. him going eventually, but you can't run on this defensive line. Quinton Williams is going to clog up that middle. Um, and you, you, you cannot start James Cook. This is going to be on Josh Allen to throw this ball. Um, get, yeah. That's why I like Gabe Davis, you know, in this game. I know the cornerback, you know, room of Reed and Sauce Gardner is tough, but they're going to have to throw the ball and find ways to get these guys open um, with short routes there. So I like Davis as well as Diggs. It's going to be a good game, man. But yep. Garrett Wilson, you know, I, I like how uh, Dalvin Cook looks as he should be the lead back to start this game. And Rodgers should air it out. And I'm rolling with A-Rod to, to get it done on Monday night. Yeah, I am too. I, I Look, we, we both picked the Jets to win the division. So you got to beat Buffalo and you have to beat Buffalo at home. Right, because going to Buffalo is a whole different issue later in the year. Right, you have to win this game. You you, you go to Dallas next. I mean, like you can't like start the year zero and two with the expectations that you have, with the defense that you have, with Aaron Rodgers and all the weapons they brought in. I I think there's a lot of really good fantasy play here, right? I mean, where I'd be concerned is Stefan Diggs is going to draw Sauce Gardner for most of the game. Right. So this is when you said you're starting Gabe Davis, I think that's a really smart thing because I I prefer the Gabe Davis DJ Reed matchup than I do the Stefan Diggs Sauce Gardner matchup. The other thing that I would really look at is I'd look at the tight ends for mm-hmm. uh, you know, either uh CJ uh Uzama, Uzama or, yeah. or Conklin, you know, as possible starts also. It's it's I not think, exactly clear which one, but I'd probably lead more Conklin. To start, more but again, too. I don't know yeah. if you're starting either of them week one. I, I'm just saying that there's there's going to be some pretty tight uh, wide receiver cornerbacks, you know, matchups. Micah Hyde is all banged up, right? So, I mean, Garrett Wilson's, of course, a start. I, you know, I, I really like Dalvin Cook, but, you know, I think that you probably could start both of them. You probably, in deep leads, you could probably start Brees Hall too, you know? So I just think that there's a lot of points to, to be had I love this Jets defense. I really do. I think this Jets defense is not, is going to be talked about by the end of the year as being, you know, a top three epic defense. You know, so mm. I really, I, I, I think it starts now. I think that spread is too little. I think the Jets should probably be favored by four, four and a half. At two, I'm, I'm laying the two all day. All right. Week one complete. That was, uh, that was good. We got our predictions out there. A couple different there actually not many not many i'm only looking right now two different only two different the steelers and the packers there so that'll be the games to watch we have our locks in and we will play our favorite game what we got right what we got wrong on tuesday everyone enjoy their week one have have a beer sunday sit on the couch all day it should be a great day i'm just telling right now when we get back i will have logged somewhere in the neighborhood of 23 hours of sitting on my ass. Yeah, it's going to be great. Have a good weekend.